Brood of Vipers, a story of murder set in a world where barely one in 10,000 have survived a global pandemic. 12 years later, the survivors are trying to rebuild society. Episode four, accusation of murder. Sharon, the woman in charge of the group's computer network, has been murdered. Helena and David's investigation has run into a dead end until they find a dead girl's personal diary. So you've logged on as Sharon? Yes, David, and oh, nothing in her emails. And her personal log? Is here. Oh my God. Look at these, David. Look at these. I was wrong. I think we found the murderer. What? It's Karim. Look at these. There's a whole string of entries. He just makes me feel creepy. That's, that's not necessarily Karim. Could be any man in the project. And now all the other men have gone and he's the only one left? Ah. Oh. Last Sunday, Karim was trying to touch me again, but this time I made myself stand up to him and told him to stop or I'd get him into trouble. Karim? And this one. I've decided when Moira gets back, I'm going to ask to be transferred back to the centre. Then I'll be safe. That doesn't leave much choice, does it? Ugh, it's time-stamped 11 o'clock Thursday, and it's the last message on the log. So, what are you going to do? Well, I'm sorry, David, but it doesn't look like your friend was quite what we thought he was. Look, it's too late now, but in the morning, well, I'll have to talk to Karim again. Good morning, David. Ah, good morning, Bella. What are you doing at our morning worship? I thought you were a devout agnostic. Oh, nothing special. I'm just a peace officer keeping the peace. And shouldn't you be glad to see an avowed agnostic here anyway? I'm always glad to see anyone join us in the worship of God, but I've never known you do anything without a very good reason. Oh, you heard what Susan said about something happening with her and Aaron today, and I thought... Her coming to church wearing a best dress? Thought a better pop in. And I saw Aaron in his best jacket and Scott's Neil coming with Kilton bagpipes, which tends to confirm it. Oh, I uh, saw Karim this morning. Well, basically, he denies everything. I'll tell you more later. See, you brought Hyatt. She's a resilient kid. We've all had to be to survive the plague. She'll come. Ah, here's Moira. Good morning, everyone. I thought before we begin our service, I should just say a few words. Oh, oh no. I'm sure you've all heard the distressing news about Karim, and I'm sure all our thoughts and prayers are with him. But in the meantime, we have a problem in that we have no one qualified before God to lead our worship. Apart from every other man and woman here. Oh, rule me out. I'm an agnostic, remember? Anyway, what about you to lead? And I'm sure we all feel we need a man to lead us. So I've asked Brendan if he can overcome his grief and bring us before the Lord as our priest and help us to turn back to serving God in a deeper and more meaningful way. So it has to be a man to lead, provided he does what she tells him. Is this by any chance another reason why you're here then? Well, partly, but, um... Thank you, Moira. Uh, now let's open the worship with praise and let us remember to sing with reverence. Oh, 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 oh. 
Good morning, brothers and sisters. Before we come to prayer, are there any other matters to raise? Uh, yes, Aaron. Yes. Susan and I want to invite everyone to a party tonight because we want to declare ourselves before God and his people to be husband and wife. Susan, I love you. And I promise to be faithful to you, to be a true husband, and to put you first in everything I do. If you will agree to be my wife and to have my children. And I want to declare... If I may just intervene, I understand how you feel, but I do feel this is a case where we should be guiding our younger people to choose a better way. The sacrament of marriage is something we should be treating with more solemnity and a proper sanctity and respect. I'm sure we're all very happy for these two young people, but what you want really isn't something done in such a casual way. We should be teaching our younger people the sanctity of marriage and the importance of a proper marriage service. But it's the way we've been doing it ever since I joined the community. I don't understand. We're making promises to each other before God and his people. Who, who else are we supposed to tell? It's a matter of honouring the sanctity of marriage and the importance of the marriage service. We should make it clear we expect our young people but to... But we do honour the sanctity of marriage. We want to be married and we want to be married now because we love each other. My dad approves, so why not? Well, of course, Kevin isn't really your father. I'm afraid one of the results of the plague is that very few of us here has any family left. He's the man who rescued me and my brother, and he looked after me and loved me and cared for me just like my first dad did, and I declared him to be my dad in the group meeting. Uh, Susan, I really think you'll find some things should be done properly, and you really should wait. Unless, of course, you've got yourself in a position where you can't wait. Oops. How dare you? How dare you? You know what? You're a coward, Moira Wayshell. You only dare say that because you think you're safe. Because my dad's too much of a gentleman to give you the punch in the face you deserve. And you think my husband's too much of a gentleman to give you the punch in the face you deserve. Well, I've got news for you. I'm not a bloody gentleman. Aaron, I declare myself to be your wife, and I love you, and I promise to be faithful to you, to be a true wife, and to put you first in everything I do. And I want to have your children. And just for the record, I'm a virgin now, and I'm bloody well not going to be one tonight. <laughs> and if you don't like the way we've just got married, then why don't you put another proposal forward at the next group meeting and see how far you get with it. Okay, okay, that's enough. I didn't see what happened, but there's obviously a breach of the peace here and I'm stopping it right now. David, can you say some prayer or whatever you do to finish this service? Because it ends here. Sorry, Helena, this isn't a situation for prayer. It's a situation for going home and examining our own consciences before God about what happened here. I think we should all go quietly, and I suggest the elders meet at my house in an hour. And can someone look after Moira, please? Oh, Susan, Aaron, can you just wait a minute? Yes. I understand you have your wedding party tonight at, at your house. Yes. Can you tell me what time it starts? I don't want to miss it. Eight o'clock. Good. Are you coming, David? And I think Scott Sneal's ready to be your escort. Are you ready? One, two... 
And today's lesson is don't pick a fight with the blacksmith daughter, especially when you know she's been helping her dad at the forge. So, did you know this was going to happen? I didn't know, but I'd heard she'd try something like this last time. A couple declared themselves married. Only for once, Karim stood up to her that time. Well, apparently she was pretty uptight about it. So it seemed another reason I might just drop in and, well, if nothing happened, then no harm done. But something did happen. A very fine uppercut to the chin. I wouldn't know. I didn't happen to see it, which unfortunately means I can't prosecute her, of course. Of course. It was a very fine uppercut, though. The one you didn't see. Uh, that's right, the, the one I didn't see, and I'm very much looking forward to the party. And Karim, will he be allowed to come? Brady's still under arrest. Even if he didn't do the murder, the accusations in that diary are serious. I've got no choice, and frankly, I feel... Oh, I feel betrayed by this. I am sorry, David. No, you're right. At least I can see where you're coming from. But I'd like to keep investigating this. And if you do find something, I'll be glad to be proved wrong. But first we'd better inform Hugh of this little affair, and then we've got an inquest to prepare as well. Quiet, please. Now, can we start this inquest? First, Helena will present the witnesses to tell what they know about this death. Anyone else who thinks they have useful information should come forward. For each witness, Helena and I will ask questions. Then, anyone else can ask questions. Helena. Moira, I believe you were the first to see the body. Can we have your evidence, please? I swear by for almighty God that I will tell the whole truth to the best of my knowledge. It was last Thursday. The 8th of August? Yes, the 8th of August. And Linda and I were coming back to the light industry project at Pont Allen. It was her regular run for food and things from the centre here, and I had been down for a meeting with you and Hugh. What time did you leave Pont Allen? And what time did you get back? Linda and I took some of the food supplies into the main building, where I expected Sharon to be. I called out for her, but there was no answer. So I went through into the offices, and that's when I saw Sharon. So I called Linda. And then you checked the body? Yes, I checked the body. She was lying on her front with lots of blood and big stab marks. I touched her, and she was unnaturally stiff and all cold, even though the office was so hot and stuffy. So we shut the door and went for a phone to ring here and tell people. Thank you, Moira. And before this, had you been aware of any threat against Sharon or any bad feelings between her and anyone else? I'm not sure. There did seem to be something on her mind. But Sharon was always one to keep herself to herself. Yes, I can confirm Moira's story. She went into the offices to look for Sharon. Then she called me, and I saw Sharon lying dead in her office. Moira checked the body. Then we closed the door and phoned for help. Thank you, Linda. And before this, had you been aware of any threat against Sharon or any bad feelings between her and anyone else? No. Well, only the trouble between her and Big Harry when she said he had been pestering her. But she seemed to be dealing with that okay. Thank you. Now, I should say that to the best of our knowledge, Big Harry was in Manchester last Thursday, but I've sent Otto to contact him and confirm that if possible.
Brendan, can you tell us what happened last Thursday morning? Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. She did look worried, but she had been very quiet that week, as if something was worrying her. And were you aware of any threats that had been made against Sharon? Well, there was that business with Big Harry, but she did seem to be getting over that. It seemed to be something more recent. But you couldn't say what? Uh, no, and I wish I could. There are two more things to mention. David and I said nothing so far, but an attempt was made to murder us on Thursday night by moving the solar lights marking the path past the Pontalan quarry so as to lead us over the quarry cliff. Fortunately, it failed. We have no evidence who was responsible, but it shows the determination of the murderer. Secondly, going back to Moira and Linda's evidence, it gives us an approximate time of death. Moira says they touched the body and it was cold and stiff. That means rigor mortis had set in. I was able to confirm that later when I was able to examine the body a couple of hours after that. The time it takes for rigor to set in isn't exact. It depends on things like temperature. But on a hot day like last Thursday, I would say it means death must have occurred sometime before 12. Before 12? You are certain of that? Yes, sometime between 10 and 12. Thank you. Carry on. So... I got the passwords for Sharon's account and logged on. When I looked at a diary, there were a series of entries which I'd like to present as evidence. Please do, Helena. Listen to these. There's a whole string of entries. Last Sunday, the 4th, and I quote, Last night, Karim was trying to get at me again, but this time I made myself stand up to him and told him to stop, or so I'd get him into trouble. Monday the 5th. He just makes me feel creepy. Wednesday the 7th. And now all the other men have gone and he's the only one left. That is just after Ivor and Bob resigned, by the way. And lastly, on Thursday the 8th. I've decided. When Moira gets back, I'm going to ask to be transferred back to the centre. Then I'll be safe. That would be just before she was murdered. Thank you. Any questions? Uh, yes. Is it possible for those diary entries to have been... Put in later. Well, I asked Vijay that. Each diary entry has a unique sequential number assigned when it's created. Now you could fake the timestamp, but it would show up because the unique sequence numbers would be in the wrong order. I can get Vijay to testify to that if you wish. May I ask a question? Of course, Karim. The diary entries. You're saying I agree with you that they suggest a pattern of regular inappropriate behaviour. Harassment. By me towards Sharon. Well, I think it shows that very clearly. May I ask, how far back do these go? If I've been behaving so wrongly to one of my staff, and I've upset her so much, shouldn't there be entries dating further back? The degree of distress and anger in those diary entries suggests something which must have been going on for more than four or five days. Helena? I will check that, but I repeat... These entries are genuine. You cannot escape from that. Thank you. So, members of the jury, do you feel able to reach a verdict? Yes, you. We find Sharon was murdered. And we find the only possible murder is, is Karim. No. No, he couldn't be. Thank you. Helena, please take Karim into custody. It's all right. I'm coming. 
what's the response been to the verdict and accusation? No, oh, to be honest, Hugh, it's split. Before the inquest, I'd have said 80% would have considered Karim obviously innocent. Oh, now the evidence about the diary is public. I'd say 80% the other way. But there's still 20% don't believe it. And you? I've got to believe it. I've seen the evidence. But, oh, how could a man change so much? And the vote on hanging murderers? Well, before the inquest, I'd have said 50-50. Now I'm not so sure. 60-40, maybe 70-30. It will pass, though. It's not just the diaries. It's the way the crime was done. The repeated blows that they attempt to kill David and me. Whoever did this doesn't care anything for human life. Oh, I will stand by what I said. I'll oppose hanging with my last breath. But I can see what drives people to vote for it. But that was an inquest, not the trial. You still have time to get more evidence. Aye, and that means finding out where Big Harry was on Thursday. Was he really in Manchester? Hmm. When do you expect to see Otto back from Manchester? I said come back as fast as you can. I'm hoping he'll be back today or tomorrow. I've told him not to say anything to them about the murder. Meantime, there's one other thing. I'd like to suggest David takes over at Pont Allen in place of Karim. To investigate or to get the project back on track? Both, really. He's still not convinced Karim is the murderer. He's with Karim now and he wants to go over the murder scene at the project again. A permanent appointment will have to go through the High Council. But I think I can do it on a temporary basis. We need the light industry project to succeed. Whatever else he's done, Karim's right about that. It's the only hope to save what's left of this country from barbarism. Thanks. Oh, one other thing. Yes? Karim's point about the emails only going back for five days. I was, oh, well, angry with him in the inquest. But he has a point. It should be checked. Yes. I think so. Yes. So, you're taking over at the project? Yes, Linda, just as a short-term measure. And to have another look at what happened to Sharon. I see Moira's not coming with us. No, she decided to let me go to Pontalon with you three girls. And she'll come on separately with Brendan. Good. And you're looking for more evidence? Yes, Rianne, that's not a secret. And Helen is doing just the same at the centre. Well, I'm going to investigate it. And I'm going to find out the truth and prove he didn't do it. I'll do whatever I can to find out the truth. So will Helena. But we can't guarantee what the truth will be. So, Linda, this was Sharon's office? Yes. That's what she was working on. That stuff on the whiteboard. Design of something? Yes. Plastic, moulded plastic parts for Andrew the Mechanic. Uh, this one... Ow! I don't know why that heater's here. It was there when I came in and saw the body. Was it there when you came in? I think so. But it's sort of out of sight from the door. And I didn't really come inside the room. Not after I'd seen the body. One thing I, I wanted to check. You said the body was stiff and cold, but... You didn't say that at the inquest, that you actually touched the body. No. Moira actually checked that. I didn't want to. 
Then she said we should leave everything alone so as not to mess things up. <sighs> to be honest, I just wanted to run into the loo and hide. So, Moira was the only one to actually touch the body. Yeah, that's very interesting. I remember thinking it was very hot and stuffy, so I don't know why the electric heater should even be there. And you wouldn't have it just under the whiteboard like that anyway. Not when you're working on the whiteboard like Sharon always was. Hot? Well, it was a hot day. Yes, but it seemed even hotter in there, with the sun shining in, I suppose. Yeah. Perhaps the sun. You, Helena, they're back. Ah, Otto, excellent. And you've got Harry and Amber. Come here. Let's go to the canteen and get something to eat. Oh, thanks. Hi, Susan's not with us today. I think. Hi, Yanni. Oh, she's probably a little preoccupied elsewhere. Quite right, too. What would you like? Whatever you have. If there's anything left over from last night's party. Oh, yes, plenty. I'll put some bottles up and let you choose. Otto, your news. Well, first of all, Big Harry and Amber were in Manchester. They were contacting the new groups they found on Chet Moss. I met them. There's six of them and they want to stay in touch. But they're not sure whether to come and join us or not. We saw the smoke from their chimney last Thursday while we were in Traffic Park. So we went over the canal and investigated. Three blokes and three women. Two of the women were pretty fit. Drinks! Thank you, Yanni. Yeah, we were still talking to them when Otto came and said we was needed urgently here. But I've given them a map and they've got to come over and see us after the harvest. Ah, excellent. There was something else there, wasn't there? Yes. Would you prefer we did this in private? Don't mind me. I know he chases anything in skirts. One more won't matter. Okay, so you met Sharon on your last visit here, the weekend before last. You mean she's made another complaint against me? Well, would you like to tell me your side? Yeah, I saw her. I made some comment or other. I was just trying to get her to loosen up a bit. You know, those straight-laced types. I just wanted to show her how to have a good time, but nothing she didn't agree to. I'm not like that. Oh, no, he's not. She's just being stuck up. More like me. <laughs> anyway, weekend before last, I, I'm the one with the grounds for complaint, the way she talked to me. Then she came up close and said in my ear that if I came near her again, she'd get me dealt with by that big bloody Egyptian Karim. I mean, what does it say when a bird doesn't look to her husband for protection? She looks to her boss at work. But let me get this right. She said she would tell Karim if you pestered. Not pestered. Oh, very well. If you spoke to her again, making offers of friendship, then she would tell Karim. That's right. She said at least he's one man out can trust. Doesn't say much for Brendan, does it? Brendan, she's not been getting much. <laughs> Those were her words. Karim's one man I can trust. Yeah. Thank you. It's all I needed, Harry. Look, I know this will sound strange to you, but can you go back to Manchester? Get to know more about these people. Take one of these solar-powered laptops with you. Show them the kind of thing we've been doing. And stay away till next Monday. And while you're here, don't talk to anyone about what you've just said. No one. 
Understand? Bloody hell, what's biting her ass? Otto couldn't tell you before, but I can now. Harry, Sharon's dead. And you may just have changed the whole case by what you said. You were one of the two main suspects. You'd already cleared yourself by what you told Otto. It looks like you've just cleared the other suspect as well. Bloody hell.